I have this very, 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 very important message for you today. It's not even going to take me that long to deliver it because it's simple. The message is simple. It's called happiness is simple. Happiness is simple, right? We all find that to be the case. There's no challenges in life. Everything just flows along smoothly. It's simple. It's simple. Uh, It's not exactly simple, but I was reflecting on the high holidays, of course, which I always do once I return to the surface after uh, this eventful time period, and it really was. I think this year's I think this year's holidays may have been the best that we've ever, ever had as a community in this this building. It was a very, very powerful and moving time with God. And um, if you didn't get a chance, or if you weren't here, you need to pull up the same thing that I told you the prior year in advance to pull up, which is called Hebcal or any number of things on this, on, this, on this new fangled creation called the World Wide Web. There's a calendar on there. It tells you when the Jewish holidays occur. And so you can go after Havdalah tonight. You can go home. You can Google the calendar for when the holidays happen. And you can put in a request at work 360 some days in advance. There's no way they can tell you no. And guess what? You're out of the office 360-something days in advance. You can do it. You don't want to miss the holidays because what I realized from this year is they're just going to get better and better here. There is such a beautiful group of people that gather together here on Shabbat and in the holidays, a commitment to God, a commitment to each other. They're just going to get better. But as I reflected back on them, I realized our holidays are pretty simple. You know, we have Rosh Hashanah. What do we have for Rosh Hashanah? Well, we have a hollowed out animal horn, and the big festive part of it kind of is apples and honey. And we blow into this horn, and it makes a sound, and that's kind of the deal. Um, And then we have Yom Kippur, where we are not doing amazing things really in the natural sense of that word. We're not eating. We're not bathing. We haven't brushed our teeth. We We can't wear certain things. We come in here talking about how bad we are, confessing our sins over and over again, and like, this is, this is our holidays. They're pretty simple. Now the problem is, stack those up against some of the other holidays that are celebrated in the world. I think the people who invented those holidays had a pretty good idea of what they were doing. Back in, you know, the second, third century, because up until then, of course, everyone was celebrating the Jewish holidays, and even beyond, into the fourth century, they were still celebrating the Shabbat. And the church was at that point telling them, stop doing that. We've created these other things you can do. But you know what? That was pretty smart. Because can you imagine saying to a pagan who's going to have sex in the temple of Aphrodite and then getting drunk at the temple of Apollo, hey, come over here. We're going to fast. 
We're, we're going to like not wear shoes. We're all going to stink. We're, we're going to have bad breath. Come over here. It's a great thing. And so there's all this, like, and Christmas? Compare Christmas to what I just described. Like, there's no big festive meal on Yom Kippur. There's no trees that you get to decorate. There's no candy canes being distributed. There's no Santa Claus you get to sit on his lap and tell him everything you want. And Easter, I mean, big meal, Easter ham, right? And Easter best, like you go to church and you put on your Easter best. We can't even wear shoes made out of leather. What's so much for the best? Like we come in our, in our death shroud to Yom Kippur. It's kind of a, a, a simple thing. Like we, we have a, a ram's horn and fasting. That's the significance of our high holidays versus say the church's high holidays because Christmas and Easter are the high holidays in the church, right? What gives, man? As I thought back on this, and then we come to Sukkot. And, you know, we read in Leviticus 23 about it, and, and we're commanded, we're commanded to rejoice on Sukkot. And what do we do? Well, God says, go out in the thing, go out in the woods, go out in the wilderness, find a palm tree, a willow, a myrtle, and then find some funny looking lemon. And then I want you to stand up here and shake it around and rejoice. Okay, talk about simple. But uh, oh, biggest problem, biggest problem. We're supposed to be happy on Rosh Hashanah. We're supposed to be happy on Yom Kippur. We're supposed to really be happy on Sukkot. But I've got a problem. Where are the gifts? I want gifts. You get a chocolate bunny, you get a new iPhone, you get something on these other holidays. I want a gift. Where are they? And we don't get them, or do we? I would certainly suggest that God, over the last 12, 14 days, the last 40 days, has given us gifts upon gifts. Gifts upon gifts. He has given through the high holidays. But you know what? It's about simplicity. It's not complicated by the trappings of the world or pageantry or buying this or doing that. And I'm not even trying to slam. I'm just saying God created this in simplicity. And when you come into it. You take away all the layers underneath down to a ram's horn and a prayer. We come out of this thing happy, cleansed, forgiven, renewed, restored, refreshed, hopefully re-energized and ready to begin again. Is that a gift worth having? Every single year, of course, it's a gift worth having. And God 
gives it. How could we not rejoice in a gift like that from Avinu Shabashamayim, our Father in heaven? How could we not? And, and it's why it's called the season of rejoicing. And what does God want us to do when we emerge from the high holidays and He says, come out and rejoice? What does He want us to do? It's simple. And par for the course. I want you to build a hut and live in it. That's cool. It is cool. It's extremely cool. You know why? Because it's a message of simplicity. It is saying you don't need anything that you think you need except me. And we're going to go out here in the woods. We're going to get some branches. We're going to get some tree limbs or maybe... You'll go to Lowe's and you'll get some two-by-fours and you're going to build a simple structure. It doesn't even have to have four walls. Three walls will work and the roof, it's not going to keep the rain out. But it's not about that. It's about the fact that when you go in there, I'll be there with you. And when you look up through that holy roof, and I don't mean kadosh, 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 I mean literal holes. That when you're trying to have Sukkot, and it's a rainy Sukkot, that's why we don't say prayers for rain over Sukkot. I mean, when you look up at this holy roof and you see the stars, these are the same stars that Abraham looked at. Do you think that when you, like, I take the trash out every Wednesday night and I thank God that we live in this kind of small town and I take the trash out and I look up at the stars and it's always, it's real quiet and it's just me. I look up at the stars and I marvel at God. And so in your little wooden palm branch covered hut of simplicity that God told you to build, you look at the same stars that Abraham rejoiced over because God made them. The same stars that Moses and the children of Israel rejoiced over in the wilderness. The same stars that David laid in the pasture composing the Psalms, looking up and rejoicing. The same stars that Yeshua looked at and said, my father, I'm coming and I'm coming back here. The same stars, you and God, in your little, simple hut. And he says, rejoice. Because I'm with you. And you're somebody new. You came out of these holidays, and I was with you there. Now, you begin again. And we take away your house we take away all the other things and we don't have layers upon layers and layers of how these things are celebrated. Yes, we can decorate our sukkah. Yes, we're going to have festive meals in it. Yes, we're going to sing and we're going to have songs and we might even have some chocolate. It won't be in the shape of a bunny, but you know what? It'll, we'll have some fun and some celebration. 
But stripping it all away is nothing but simplicity like all of the other holidays. And that's beautiful. And that's happiness. There's happiness in that simplicity with God. And that is the festival upon whose door we stand. And yes, we do some kind of weird things. I remember Rachel, Briones, and Lexi coming to a Sukkot service in the morning one time. There were like seven people here, and they were here. And we got to the part where we were shaking the lulav. Hodu la donai ki tov ki leolam chasto. And Rachel and Lexi were going. We do some weird stuff. It's simple. It's in the Bible. We do it. And it's beautiful. But I'll tell you what, you cannot experience the simplicity of the sukkah if you don't have one. No, that's not a plug for you to show up at 10.30 tomorrow, but you could. (laughs) It is a plug for you to one day take the plunge to build your own sukkah in your backyard or your front yard or wherever. Well, it's just me and my wife. It's okay. You two will make a great pair in there with God. The Trinity. It's about starting over with me, God says. We come out of the holidays, we've encountered God as judge, as king, as partner, and ultimately end with him as the forgiver. And he says, let's start over. Simple, no distractions. Look up through your holy roof. Think of me. There's never a message you get here when you don't hear something from Jonathan Sachs. Uh, two, th- two things you'll hear. You'll hear Yeshua quoted. You'll hear Jonathan Sachs quoted. They're not the same, but on earth, Jonathan Sachs speaks to me, and so I always find something every week in something he says or writes that moves me. Jonathan Sachs says, Sukkot reminds us that God's glory was present in the small, portable tabernacle that Moses and Israel built even more emphatically than in Solomon's temple in all its grandeur. It was simple. It was simple. And even in Macon, Georgia, or Warner Robins, or Bonaire, or Milledgeville, or McDonough, or wherever you live in Georgia, even there, he still chooses to dwell with you. It's simple. Simply amazing. Hag Sukkot Sameach and Shabbat Shalom.